Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi everybody, welcome to the Lore Boys. I'm Ethan. With me is... It's me, Peter. And... James Miller. And coming in remotely is... Martin Just Cullen. remotely? Cullen. I come all the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I think I'm in the wrong one. I was told this was like the... I thought I was supposed to go to the Vore Boys. Like, this isn't like what we're talking about, you know... People eating other people. And oh shit. No. no, that's our weekend podcast. You gotta actually. throw away yeah. those uh, fetish notes that I <laughs> well, told you to I take down. I actually kind of do it for that. I make the podcast and then I consume it afterwards. So <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like consuming a, a tiny version of myself. You it's just real print the waveforms out yeah. <laughs> on, on audio you're gonna, file. You're gonna base that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. We're a, a lore we podcast. Guest. Believe it or not, we have a guest with us, uh, a resident expert. We're talking today about fear, first encounter assault recon. So Martin, what's your what's your experience with the Fear games? Well, yeah, I guess I might as well do a proper introduction. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Martin Liss. I do writing, I do voices, stuff here and there. I'm also a big fan of Fear, the uh, game that we are pr- basically talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I played all the games, and it's been a very interesting path to where it's gone. Yeah, no kidding. I've, I've played two and yeah. a half of them. Yeah, I played one through yeah, three, ones? and I played uh, Extraction Point, the DLC for the first one. But I didn't play the second. Uh, uh, I downloaded DLC. two of them. It was I would recommend doing that. Down downloading them. Yeah. Yeah. Download easy. them if they're free. Uh, <laughs> Arguably, it's easier than downloading a Ubisoft game. I don't understand really. <laughs> you how wouldn't they... download a purse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. I'd download a car. You wouldn't download a. You spooky... wouldn't download a little girl that kills everyone. Yeah, exactly. Would you yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't download a powerful telepath. Who sometimes appears to you as a skeleton in a river of blood, would you? Or sometimes as an adult that has sex with you, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I don't know these games. Are you guys making a meme about something other than these games? No, that's nope. the game. Okay. Yeah, no. Fear fear goes off the rails from like spooky office shooter where you play a soldier man to dozens of clones of people it, who know karate and can slow time. Yeah, so... <laughs> we're gonna, we're Everybody gonna... was kung fu fighting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> in their minds. Uh, we're going to talk about Project Origin and Project Perseus mostly. So mostly like the lead up to the first game and a lot of the details that get revealed throughout the first game. Or Perseus or Perseus. Yeah, Perseus. Actually, they have several uh, project names under their belt. I could probably go into detail as to how one is relevant over the other, but I'm going right. to save that, you know, old boring college professor spiel when I need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> point, your, uh, point your pipe stem at, at Ethan, give him advice about girls. Just yeah. like, well, you know, son, yeah. sometimes a girl just needs your genetic seed to create her army of the damned. Yeah. Or maybe sometimes her dad needs your, your genetic seed to create an army of the damned. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Fear. First Encounter, Assault Recon. First came out on the original PC, Xbox? Or PC. Uh, 360, uh, PS3, and, uh, and, and they PC. started out on the PC, actually. It was more so known for that. Yeah, I, I, fr- I played it on the PC. That, this was, as far as PC gaming goes for me, like when I was really young, like Brood War era, yeah. I, I played PC. And then like when we started getting consoles, I, I switched. And this was like kind of my reintroduction into PC gaming was this and the original Far Cry. Oh, yeah. I uh, played the first one on PC a long time ago. Never finished it. Uh, and then when my PC got shitty because I didn't have the money to upgrade it, I played Fear 2 on 360, and it's very weird. But I did finish that one, and I've never played Fear 3. Yeah, I played 2 and 3 on 360. And we know Jamie has gone so far as installing them, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah. which well, I downloaded them. Which, but... two, which two did you download? Uh, Fear 1 and 2. 1 and 2, okay. Which I got in a Steam sale, like one summer sale or something. And I would buy any game that was like under five dollars, 
Um, oh, you're one of those? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'll just hoard them until I want to play them. Yeah, and now that you need cash, you're like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't spend two bucks 80 times, yeah. I'd have so much more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the game itself is a first-person shooter with horror elements. I think the first one was, it was by far my favorite one. Uh, yeah, it was spooky as hell. Yeah, kind of like... Yeah, the-, the graphics haven't aged well, but I honestly do feel like it had the perfect atmosphere and Jesus Christ, the gameplay. Can I can I just at least point out like the AI was just so good in it? Yeah, like, it was yeah. One of the hardest games I've ever played, even back then and even now. It's yeah. Damn. It was really early in my PC gaming life, so I never finished it. I was too much of a fucking scrub. I I couldn't I couldn't. Try getting into the achievement life where you want to try and beat the game without dying, without, you know, using yeah. slow-mo, all that stuff. I dedicated my time with that. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I streamed it on Twitch uh, over at uh, twitch.tv slash the loreboys. The achievement to get the gnome into the rocket in Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's like four and a half hours of complete fucking nonsense. <laughs> Speaking of nerds. Uh, I probably dumped about three hours into a no-death run and super hot, and I keep dying and like, after putting like 20 minutes of game into it it's really hard to just pick it up and go again yeah that, I, you were speed uh, running for a while i uh i don't play video games because i'm cool i play uh soccer with my friends outside uh, <laughs> in the outside, field with the in boys. the sun um yeah uh it was a really good game it, it was like it's it's classified as japanese horror which i i'm not is it the spooky girl with the fucking hair in front of her face is that why there i i don't know i don't know what japanese horror is i'm not super familiar with the horror genre as a whole but the, pe- the people at the Fear Wiki call it Japanese horror, uh, even though it's made by North Monolith. American, American yeah. developers. Where is Monolith, Martin? Do you yeah. know? Uh, Monolith is uh, U.S.-based, yeah. Okay, but yeah. as far as I know, the reason it's labeled that way is because a lot of people stimulate, like, Japanese, like, compare Japanese horror in regards to, uh, you know, like, very visually, like, psychological horror, like the kind of thing you would see in, like, Ring and Grunge, obviously. The Grudge, obviously. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, Alma runs, you see in Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah, Alma for... does look a lot like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> we might have found our artwork uh, just right away. They're like flashlight <laughs> on Kurt Cobain <laughs> standing in an office. Yeah. Just like, oh, Jesus. Or just like a skinless corpse up with Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, if you want to look it down to the, like the nitty gritty, um, like an example, like basic example of like you know Japanese horror in a game would basically be Silent Hill. So. Yeah, basically okay. that's what you're kind of looking at, right? Yeah, it's like a lot of the uh, stimulating WTF. It's like things that look, that just like kind of creep on you. It's like not so much like you know, uh, you know, jump scare fest like every other goddamn game is these days. There was a lot of good jump scare, or a couple really good jump scares in the original. There were good ones. There were well fine, but it wasn't like you know overflowed with it like no, typical definitely ones, not. right? Well, it's not as bad um, as Dead Space, where it's just like, oh my god, a room full of vents. I which one? Oh, they're all full of monsters. Never mind. <laughs> Um, but um, I know after the first one, it just yeah, really started tacking down to like the shooter territory where it wasn't really as scary. Yeah, yeah. Fear it, it Two, never, I recall, it never captured the original since. Yeah, uh, Fear Two, I recall, had come in, had came out when basically every publisher was looking at their games and it's like, okay, hey, everybody, put everything that's not Call of Duty in this box, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and turn it into Call of Duty or Halo. Yeah, um, I I mean, t- to their credit, the the, the original Fear. And and the subsequent ones were good shooters. Uh, yeah, they weren't for me like like Halo Three or Halo One or Halo Two. Yeah, or that new EA game that's coming out. The new uh, what game? Sorry, EA game. What, what's that? What that Halo clone EA game that's coming uh, out? Paragon or? Oh, it looks so bad. Wait, no, the Jetpack one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pa- I forget the name of it. No, it's Paragon, it's isn't it? Their marketing is. Oh, Anthem. Anthem. Anthem yeah, that's their it, marketing yeah. team is doing a fantastic. Clearly, job. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should know these things, guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so the game, like like Peter said, uh, was initially developed by Monolith. Uh, it was distributed by a company called Vivendi. Uh, and the two companies, after the release of the game, split. And uh, Monolith is owned by Warner Brothers now. Oh, are they? Yeah. There you go. Yep. Uh, Daddy Vivendi uh, kept the rights to Fear. Uh, and they made the two expansions to the original one, uh, Extraction Point and Martin. Do you remember what the other expansions? Perseus Mandate. Perseus Mandate. There you go. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that. Uh, yeah. So those were the two expansions. And they're considered non-canon. So there is there is two storylines, uh, technically. Yeah. The, the, basically, the expansions are non-canon. Yeah. Why? Because they were 
developed by Vivendi. Okay. After they put out the two expansions, they sold the rights to the games back to Monolith. And Monolith made two and three. Oh, okay. So basically they were just like, yeah, okay, we'll sell this back to you. Uh, you can have these expansions too. We're like, no, nah, we're good. Uh, and they were like, no, nah, that's done. There Bang. was like ghosts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was like not, they're, they're, they're a little weird. Mom and dad split up. Yeah, basically now, though. Um, uh, yeah. They're, they're preteens. The kids' preteens never happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I do know in regards to uh, Fear 2, they did actually have an expansion, which had an interesting concept where you know one of the uh replicant soldiers would actually like end up like becoming one with like the main antagonist after he was dead but that went absolutely nowhere with the third game so i like to think there's three timelines okay there you go (laughs) uh every expansion is non-canon i guess i don't know uh yeah because the second one follows the second one doesn't follow the point man right it follows uh beckett michael beckett yeah Yeah. you're right he's he was sent in to kill everyone in the building correct he's I don't basically know who for any of these people he's basically are. from the HECU in Half-Life he's like part of the army that goes to kill the scientists uh, yeah, dark signals what they were called right yeah point, point which is the player which is a lot in fear 1 okay yeah which is a lot like um what the fear is which is the fear is like a tactical unit but they were just sent in to just investigate uh yeah, they're a SWAT, Alma. They're they're a SWAT team ghost for ghosts guns. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> thank you <laughs> what's the acronym for it again first encounter assault recon that the second one starts with an I. Encounter. Encounter. Fjar. Encounter. Fjar. That's the Swedish expansion. That's also non-canon. <laughs> so the the story starts with a sweet little girl named Alma. Alma. Uh, Does she matter? Does Alma matter? Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm here all night, everybody. Uh, it was never her fault, guys. No, it 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 almost definitely wasn't. Uh, she's the daughter of Harlan Wade, whose fault it almost objectively was. Harlan Wade is the main villain, correct? The psychic um, guy? Well, which... he, he's an employee of the company that happens to be the main villain. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like the, the company is uh, Armacan Technology Corporation. We're just going to abbreviate it to, like, ATC. ATC, yeah. If you'd like to volunteer, yeah. it's bring your daughter to work day, and if you win the raffle, then we turn her into a psychic ghost, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it definitely <laughs> went really wrong from there. Yeah. So, um, basically, uh, Armacan is uh, known for, like, a lot of their technological technological advances in like military cloning and like some other fucked up shit that they've like been hiding for a long time like um i yeah one of the employees like you mentioned before was harlan wade and they actually uh, had a daughter alma her mom's dead during labor as far as i'm aware yeah she died during and, labor yeah alma started to uh, show um at an early age she was having like you know actual like abilities as like a psychic out of nowhere like, she's able to, like, attune people's emotions, and she's, like, you know, nightmares, giving people hallucinations. So, like, by age three, they're, like, Harlan's kind of, like, yeah, I'm just, man, this is kind of getting a little weird. My company's good with this stuff, so uh, let's let's just put her in and see if she's, like, a real psychic. So the first thing was, like, <laughs> Project Paragon, which is, like, really basically just, like, testing waters and seeing, okay, can you lift this thing? Okay, how do you feel? Can you, you know, strangle Dr. Phil after he says that? Whatever. Um, <laughs> without touching him. Yeah, without touching him. Um, so basically, it's like, okay, well, I guess she has real psychic abilities. Uh, she's a pass. Um, by age five, you know, she was kind of like getting really sick of them because they got like really violent with their experiments. And yeah, she was there was a, failing. They went like full like 19th century mental asylum on like or, this. Or this Carrie, girl. if you think about it. Or Carrie? what, sorry? Uh, that's the Stephen yeah, King. But... Yeah, she kind of just oh, like carry, went yeah. carry on them after all that. Yeah, yeah. So like they, her dad brings her or is like talking to like one of his buddies at work one day, like a scientist buddy, and he's like, "Man, my daughter, she just like keeps having nightmares." And his buddy's like, "Maybe she's a psychic." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, out of nowhere. Um, one <laughs> one thing that's really unclear uh, is whether or not psychics were a thing already in this world that, and, that was going to be one of my questions like, and is, all, was there a basis for his theory or uh, was he just some crackpot at work i i mean like, i found uh, like i know later on there are my daughter's a psychic pokemon <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh um yeah i know later on uh they're gonna make more with alma's genetic uh, material 
But there are later on there are other psychic children being born that aren't of her genetic mm. material. Okay, so, so it's like I, that's I, uh, I think I think it's safe to assume then that like at this point there were psychics just based on the fact that this guy was just like your daughter's having nightmares she must be psychic bring her in for testing and electroshock therapy yeah. uh, and the fact that later on there are independently born psychics well, people have, have thought there are psychics in our world there's still psychics on the main street in our city right now that you can go see right? <laughs> yeah, maybe true. they were just a bunch of crockpots and this one just happened to be real yeah maybe his, his scientist co-worker was like bought into uh, homeopathy and all that yeah, shit exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just bought a crystal and I am much more relaxed with it sitting around maybe yeah, that's, she's a psychic that's it uh, you say your daughter having nightmares did you have her vaccinated what you <laughs> did she must be psychic now <laughs> you better bring her in and let me shock her with these uh jumper cables chemtrails made the ironically, psychic <laughs> ironically that's uh, how um that's how fear twos like michael beckett kind of got his abilities because he was one of the kids being tested for that oh yeah like yeah and then he ended up like in uh, another part of like a project uh, i think it was called uh yeah harbinger basically after it was like uh it was basically like the same kind of facility that was like doing the whole uh checking if you know she was getting almost getting passing grades uh anyone else that was basically had like some kind of like psychic connection to her all that shit they were like okay cool you're gonna go to a project harbinger we're gonna put a whole bunch of fucking chemicals and make you man-made psychic somehow yeah that's kind of where uh that's so apparently you can make a psychic like Uh, a witcher well yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) almost exactly uh, so yeah, Alma, uh, eventually starts to use her, uh, super psychic powers to act out. Uh, it turns out when... She starts going through ghost puberty. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's six years old, so not quite yet. Oh, okay, it's not that far yet. But, uh, yeah, so, so Alma is, like, showing signs that she's, like, the most powerful psychic maybe ever, so... Mm-hmm. She's either the first or she's the most powerful ever. Okay. Uh, at the time, and she's only, like, six years old. Uh... Harlan eventually realizes that raising a monster with tremendous psychic capabilities might lead to dangers for him in the future. Oh. Uh, and especially when, by raise, he means keep in a cell and subject to horrible torture sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was, yeah, afterwards she was mostly comatose. After, afterwards, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so this leads to the creation of Project Origin, uh, which is... Uh, I, I, it's where it's where like the the ball really crests the hill and just starts snowballing here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. For bad things to happen to the city of Fairport. Yeah. Um. You mean there was a threshold as to how much you could torture a psychic girl? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dang. And it can be compared to. Yeah, there's laws for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's we have a lot of things about child abuse, but nothing about psychic child abuse. <laughs> so I've been getting away with it so yeah, far. That's it. Uh, all the all the legislators uh, hate anime, so they hate like the magic girl trope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, no, wait, she's wait, not there's people. a joke there. Instead of corporal punishment, corporeal corporeal punishment. punishment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good joke. Uh, it's better if you announce it first. <laughs> yeah. There is a joke in there. Yeah. Oh. Ho- hold on, everyone. I have a joke to tell. I, I wasn't sure how to say the words. So yeah. Uh, the Dalai Lama walks into a pizza shop. He says, "Make me one with everything." Uh, <laughs> did you see the the video of the Australian guy telling the Dalai Lama that joke? Yeah. He, and he just doesn't get it because yeah. <laughs> English is not his first language. No, and he's probably never ordered a pizza before, especially not in English. Uh, it was it was brave. It was brave and bold of that reporter. Yeah, he tried. <laughs> so was it boneless pizza. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a meme. Yeah, it's a, you look up boneless pizza. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, old man Peter doesn't understand yeah. the maymays. Yeah, the pizza guy says uh, that'll be thirteen fifty, and the Dalai Lama hands him a twenty, and the pizza guy walks off. The Dalai Lama says, "Wait, aren't you getting me my change?" And the pizza guy says, "Change comes from within." <laughs> uh, How okay. many did you have? <laughs> Dalai wait, I have a joke. Uh, okay. So, Daddy wants a more stable superhero baby, capable of serving as a telepathic commander, which bad guys limited uh, can either sell to the military or use for their own new mercenary division. And what does bad guys limited do? What, is, it, is it an this LLC? Is, is, is it a corporation? <laughs> no, it's, it's limited. Okay. <laughs> limited liability. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, they work with the government a lot. <laughs> yeah, so they're like military contractors. They, they develop like uh, arms technology and stuff okay, like yeah. that. So they're they're working to basically. Hitler had a paranormal division. Why can't we in America with, <laughs> with freedom? Exactly. Uh, they are basically like Nazi doctors. Uh, 
optometrists, Jamie. That's not what a Nazi doctor is. <laughs> that was your joke. <laughs> oh, was it? Yes. <laughs> the big the big throwback. I don't remember all the things I've said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank God. So uh, <laughs> so as Martin had said, uh, the ATC is big into like cloning and stuff like that. Uh, specifically like cloning people to make soldiers, you know? Uh, and I like I don't know if it's uh, the clones that they make are inherently like vacant minded or if they specifically make clones that are vacant minded but they basically want like one person to be able to telepathically control these people and like send out orders like it's like at- Ender's Game mm-hmm. kind of yeah kind of like that okay um, like the Zerg over mine it, it just makes an yeah. organized army does better than a disorganized army it you turns what out makes disorganization that's true individual thought yeah <laughs> yeah we'll just scrub that out of there it's just a sci- lock you in a dark room yeah a, sci- a scientist with like an open clone's brain just like stabbing the independent thought uh, yeah i picture him like on a factory line and just kind of like a cake mixer comes into the top <laughs> of your head yeah. <laughs> 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 over. Yeah. Or, or like one of those bottle cleaners that's just a brush on the yeah, yeah. wire <laughs> Um, We're going to put you in a dark room for so long you forget what your own hands look like. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, while they're, they they think Alma would be a perfect candidate for this, they realize, like, damn, the girl's only six years old and she's already not listening to Dad. What are we going to do? Mr. Wade, your daughter have any, well, like, abuse no issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Harlan and his coworkers use Alma's DNA to create a prototype fetus from her DNA and the DNA of others at the lab. They take the most... Uh, timid and complacent scientist and add his spunk I suppose with DNA taken from the little girl at this point. Good. good. That is pretty fucked up if you really think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that it's, is weird. It's all hey, my daughter's just past uh, you know, 13. I guess no, she's, she's still she's, her. She's still sex at this point when they make the first fetus. It's it's not like yeah. it, she's not the pregnant one. Is there like they are extracting the eggs at least? But wait, there's more. Uh, no, she, she is. So she, she does. She doesn't have oh, eggs no. yet. No, she's not. She's not pregnant yet. At first, they just like scrape her uh, her uh, spinal fluid and and make a make a fetus out of that, basically, uh, in somebody else's <laughs> egg. Uh, they hope this would make it more passive while it grows. Well, that's into what a, makes a baby, right? Bones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bone juice yeah. and uh, and egg. Baby gets born with skeleton. Bones got to come from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You need bone juice. Milk your mother's spine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why uh, semen is white. Cause yeah. it's uh, bone juice Ew. from the bones. Oh, that's um, why it's called boning. <laughs> uh, I thought you were oh. there already, Ethan. Oh, baby, I'm going to put such a happy tiny Halloween, skeleton in Happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, happy yeah. Halloween. <laughs> I'm going to put such skeleton a tiny skeleton show, in you. Showing all their sex bones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very mature sex bones on this one. Yeah, it's a bilf bone I'd like to fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or a bilb bone I'd like to bone. Or a silb skeleton oh. I'd like to bone. Bilbo Baggins. Oh, jeez. Bilbo Baggins. Oh, man. There's uh, your episode title right there. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. Bill Bone Baggins. So do they use Bill Bones? Bilbo's? Yeah. <laughs> Bill Bones, Bilbo's skeleton is canonically his Bill Bones. Right. Uh, so <laughs> That's a little hint. Our, our next episode is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just going to read all of the books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll do that for you. It's all in there. Read yeah. between the lines, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, they make they make a fetus out of this six-year-old girl's genetic material. Uh, they hope it would make uh, the, new, the new Alma more passive while it grows into a horrific killing machine capable of things no man has achieved. Hey, Jim, you're a bit of a pussy. You want to get blended in with uh, my doc- <laughs> with my daughter's fucking yeah. DNA? So can I can scrape make- your tongue? Uh, sure. Yeah. Spit <laughs> <laughs> in this cup for me. Yeah. What's in it? It's, it's like it's the same cup that has like the bone marrow in it already. It's like you want to spit in this blood? Yeah. Why? Just uh, do it. <laughs> Ew. So Har- Harlan argues, or they stole his twenty-three and me. Yeah, exactly. just, like, dump it in. Yeah, they, just, they intercepted it. Uh, it gets it, his it, results back. It's just like, tur- turns out my mom is a ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Twenty Three and Me was like a show on TLC for whenever like really young kids who have babies no, like, grow up and they're like the babies are a little older now and it's like Twenty Three is how old the mom is and me. No, no. Oh, yeah, am I, what am is Twenty Three and Me? It's like a genetic testing thing. Oh, cool. 23 and Me is when the baby is 23 and the mom's younger than that, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, because weird. of the psychic cloning problem. Because of the psychic cloning, exactly. Uh, so Harlan argues, uh, once they have this fetus, he's like, that fetus is garbage. We shouldn't use it. If the fetus doesn't grow up and get carried in the womb of a telepath, uh, it will never reach full power. How do you reach this conclusion? 
I I don't know. Again, maybe like maybe telepaths in this world is like a genetic thing. Maybe they know that like telepaths are more likely to produce more telepaths. <laughs> and maybe his wife was like a super powerful telepath when she died in childbirth. I guess uh, she didn't see that one coming. Oh, uh, telepaths just really wanted to reproduce, and they were just planting this thought into everyone. Yeah, oh, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's true, eh? It was Al- it was Alma, the little girl. They like took her doll away. She's like, I'm gonna fucking show them. Yeah. Uh, so. So he's he's telling this to the boss. He's like, we need a telepath to put the fetus in. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Uh, the president of the ATC uh, says, you know what? We have a pretty powerful telepath. Your six-year-old daughter. Your six-year-old daughter. Uh, so uh, as she's seven at the time, actually, sorry. Uh, it's unknown who decides to do it. Uh, it's probably the president of the ATC. Uh, it's decided Alma would be put into a coma until she is 14, that ripe childbearing age. Yep. <laughs> If it goes faster for her, it'll go faster for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chef Boyardee kiss. Yeah. So this is this is almost almost definitely the grossest lore that we've ever done. Um, so far, absolutely. So at 14, still in a coma, Alma is impregnated with the first prototype who would go on to become the Point Man. The okay, so this, is this not her... Main protagonist of Beeria. Of one and three. Yeah. So just one to be clear, I, I haven't played the games. Are you the one who actually has to do like the impregnating in the lab? Oh yeah. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Good. You no. play as yourself. You travel well, back in time two, and impregnate actually. your mom. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a reason number two There's gets. The reason number two is actually called fear in a completely different. Uh, yeah. Know, it's, 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 instead of uh, you know first encounter assault recon, I'm pretty sure it's failure evading all. Almost rape. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get into the end of Fear 2 because I did want to comment on how fucked up that is, but oh, failure to man. evade almost rape is absolutely that game. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. It's it's Fear 2 Project Origin is the name of it. And this is pro- the impregnating of Alma is Project, Project Origin. Project Origin. Okay. So let me just recap here. Go ahead. In Fears One and Three, the point man is the clone baby of a pansy ass scientist. And Alma that she gave birth to. Yes. So you're f- you're, you're a clone of your own mother. Yes. Uh, I see. You're the first one. Right. Um, he was the first. Yeah. Uh, I Alma am born. My own grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He does it, yeah, he kind of. That's a whip, fucking weird family tree where there's just like a big loop. Yeah, uh, it's, like a, it's like a rhombus. Yeah, you know, it just feeds back into itself. Oh yeah. So that would make Clone Harlan Wade. is gonna be fucked up. It's gonna go up and down yeah. and all around. And... Harlan Wade's kind of your grandfather and uh, dad because he... you're a clone of your own mom. Uh, and the... yeah, yeah, clone of your yeah, dad's DNA right there too. So I am my own grandpa. Just like it's it's legit. Yeah. It's like it's not a tree. It's not like a line. It's just a point. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all all fits in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see Appendix A. Yeah, I, I don't think they were the best with naming their children, at least the first one. Yeah. Uh, what do we call this one? I don't know. Point Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they were trying to t- trying to create telepathic super soldiers and uh, star NBA players. Yes. <laughs> that, was their, that was their MO, those two. He wasn't tall enough, so he had, just has to kill people now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't make a three-pointer. On pointer. the plus side, he didn't... He... He did have some pretty ba- kick-ass uh, slow motion ability. Yeah, he so. probably yes. would have been really good at basketball because oh, of that. Because yeah. he can jump slow and, yeah. <laughs> and and double kick people in the chest and still land on his feet. Exactly. Uh, so Alma gives birth to Point Man, but this first baby doesn't show signs of te- telepathy. So Harlan does what any decent father would do and impregnates Alma with another fetus constructed from her DNA and the DNA of Harlan's co-workers mixed together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that took another year. So she was like yeah. probably 15 at the time. Uh, she's 15 when she got impregnated, and she's 16 when she gives birth to uh, Paxton Fettel, or Paxton Fettel? Paxton Fettel, yeah. Paxton Fettel, Fettel yeah. Uh, the main antagonist of the first game, and a playable character in the third game. Yes. Cool. Uh, so, Point Man being the massive disappointment to his father, so many firstborn children are. Uh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> firstborn as well, yeah. I wrote that joke with you two in mind. <laughs> uh, uh, he did not have... Uh, <laughs> He did not have traditional psychic abilities. Uh, instead, he gets super fast reflexes, which is like psychicism, I guess. I it translates to slow mo, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, well, your bullet time. Not quite yet. Uh, he he has super good reflexes. He can cat. He can dodge a ball. Uh, 
which are surgically enhanced by the president of the Reprobates Inc. Can you dodge Ge- a wrench? Genevieve Aristide to recoup her recoup her losses. I see. So uh, he he does have good reflexes, and they're like, uh, take the mixer to his brain too. We'll make him uh, better reflexes. So they they do surgery on his his uh, think muscle and give him uh, slow mo vision basically. Okay. Okay. Which was a, a mechanic for anyone who hasn't played the game. There's a mechanic in the first game. There's one, I don't know if it was the first, I don't think it was the first bullet time, but it was one of the first bullet times in a video game. I feel like bullet time was pioneered in Max Payne. I don't know why. Oh, probably, I yeah. could be wrong, eh, sounds, uh, but it's, it's bullet time. It's Matrix what, what year was Max Payne? I have no idea. No, I think Doom did it first for people who had really bad computers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I looked it up. I figured it was Conker's Bad Ferdy that did it first with the Matrix parody. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, that's true, eh? Um, I looked it up. It's a uh, 1962 uh, show called Zots. Cool. We did it. <laughs> all right, there you go. <laughs> I, I thought we were talking specifically gaming, but we, we right, were, we were, got but, the ground. We were, but Google, Google failed, in my opinion. Uh, this is a Google problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, Google. It's because Sort-ish I didn't show out. them what the buses were in the CAPTCHA before the game. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jamie fucked up the CAPTCHA before we got here, so now they don't trust me with this information. Yeah. Uh, you're a bit too slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while they're juicing, uh, while they're juicing the point man up, they also decide to er- erase his memories, excuse me, and enlist them into the military, and eventually into the first encounter assault recon. And the president says, which would uh, ironically be the team that takes them down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and his mommy. Um, yeah. So the president says, like nobody, nobody tell him his name. Uh, don't just, tell him his first name is Point. Yeah, that's it. Like they're like, don't just don't talk to him. You know? like, uh, don't tell him his first his first name is Point. It makes him very mad. <laughs> he hates his name with good reason. Because uh, he was a baby, and his his they called him Man. Like what the hell? He's a baby. That's very presumptuous. What if he died when he was fourteen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if? Uh, yeah. Well, it's better than what calling him Point Baby because then he just grows up to be Point Baby forever. Yeah, but it's still no. kind of like naming your daughter Agnes because she's got to grow into that. It's got to yeah. take about 50 years. <laughs> I think you still call like. Or, 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 it... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. What? Or even just naming her her Karen. It's like has to take 40 years for that name to take place. Yeah, exactly. That person that asks for your manager. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no offense to any Karens out there, especially my friend Karen, who might listen to this. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. If you're just wait until you're 40, Karen. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And Karen, no, you cannot have a refund for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karen, Karen, you don't let Life's Manager get away with fucking shit, okay? Yeah. Uh, you, you tell Life's Manager, Karen. Uh, they made fun of me on the podcast. I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> uh, That'd be Ethan, really. I don't know. What it... Uh, we, we assume different roles. I, I, I'm CEO, I think. I Sometimes I'm the daddy. You guys are uncontrollable children that I have no interest in managing. Yeah. <laughs> Much like this game. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, while, while uh, Point Man was growing up, his brother Paxton, much more normal name, yeah, uh, seemed to take after Mom. While Paxton pa- Fettel, his last name is Fettel? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where they get these last names. They just make them up on the spot, I suppose. Yeah. It really feels like it's just supposed to be a big red herring, like where it's like, oh, his name's her name wasn't Alma Fettel, so why would his name be? If he's Paxton Fettel, how could he be her daughter and/or clone? Yeah, maybe it's also. Guys, you don't realize this, but this is obviously a whole build-up for a big episode of Jerry Springer. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this would be this would be a prime uh, prime candidate for an episode of Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. The girl just screams and everyone's head explodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We heard Alma was afraid of balloons. Yeah. <laughs> so here's 300,000 balloons we just brought in, balloons. and then everybody just splits in half. Yeah. That, that was the trauma that triggered the whole thing. Right? Yeah, it was the, the, the balloon just, trauma. Yeah, they just threw in a room with a bunch of balloons. Um... So uh, he took after mom. While he wasn't as powerful as Alma by age six, he already seemed more powerful than any other known uh, psionic. He can ghost possess people, can't he? Uh, yeah, that's like a psionic thing. Okay. Where like most of them can if you're strong enough. It seems like any like if if your if your mind is stronger than a weaker person's mind. Okay. Right. If you go to yeah, that's more so like the third game when he's like actually dead. Yeah. Or, or yeah. rather, after the first one, really. 
He just he takes he takes advantage of a lot of homeschool yeah. kids for their weaker minds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So where? So sorry, I'm a little. I bit will lost. make sure you fail your math test, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You will never be able to explain this to mommy and dad. Yeah. And I'll, also, I'll... you could just pay your smart friends to assume control and do the math test for you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so where are we now? We we have the girl. She had gave birth to Point Man and somebody else. Paxton. Paxton. And she's like 16-ish right now? She's 16, she's still in a coma. Yeah, she's still in a coma. And yeah, keep in mind, she, the only way she actually, the only time she actually wakes up at any point of these comas is she's giving birth, and then she's immediately put yeah, back Yeah, she to wakes sleep. up for the pain of childbirth, and then is put back to sleep. Nice, that won't fuck you up And then all. she's like, yeah, she's like crying, she's like, <laughs> give me back my baby, and they're like, put, nope. you know, the... Uh, they're like, we're the taking your baby away. You, <laughs> just More hold a pillow over her head. Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're these babies are company property. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, my baby away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, when Paxton's uh, ten years old, doing well in his studies, are they accelerated growth babies at all, or they did grow up normally? Uh, they grew up normally. Normally, sort yeah. Of. So the, uh, Paxton was born in 1994 or 1995, and Point Man was born in 1993 or 1994. Okay. The games pl- take place in 2025. Oh, I didn't know they were set in the future. Yes. Excuse me, I had no idea. Uh, about 20 years in the future when the first game came out. Okay. So. Or for all or, of you, you know, listening to this. two years from now, this shit will start hitting the f- us. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, that's when they, they're going to make the first clone soldiers, basically. 2020 yeah. is when all the psychic babies wake up. Yeah, 2020 is when uh, the military decides... We're done letting robots do the fighting. We're going back to people. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna clone people to do the fighting. A mind-wipe person is much better than a robot. Yeah. <laughs> because a mind-wipe person might have feelings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, Who are you going to break at boot camp if not robots? I'm tired of yelling at all these servers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're so well-behaved. I can't yeah. yell at anyone. It's like they, they have to like start cloning people just so like drill sergeants have like, something dr- to do. Yeah, drill sergeants form a union. Yeah, I was gonna say exactly that. Too much power. Yeah. Then. Well, if we if we don't, these uh, privates are defying me. Yeah. I can't stand being around my own private. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we don't give the drill sergeants someone to yell at, the automakers said they'd stop making cars for us. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the union of like, uh, so like that's automakers taken down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's what happened to Tesla, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, it, yeah, it was that and not, uh, branding, uh, tequila after your car company. Yeah. Uh, which is a real thing that's happening. tesla Kila. Great. Elon Musk is a crazy person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that, there's only so much money someone can actually have before they go completely insane. Yeah. Guys, like, obviously, anything to do with the, the whole thing about him being signed off from, you know, his company, that's a Green Goblin plot right there. No yeah. one saw the first Spider-Man? Yeah, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> He's being forced out. We want to take the... over the world, you and me, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Elon Musk is like, if no one's going to sit in the car, I'll do it. And he gets into his Tesla and gets electrocuted. <laughs> He's fucking electric powers. <laughs> No, uh, it's not ready. You can't sit in an electric car yet. Oh, uh, Toby Maguire. Everyone wants to sit in them. Just nobody has the chance yet. No. So, so yeah, going back to psychic girls. Yeah. <laughs> so, when, well, <laughs> psychic boys. So, but uh, when Paxton was 10, he's doing well in his studies. Alma reaches out to Paxton telepathically from her coma. Okay. And links with him in what is known as a synchronicity event. When he does this, uh, or when she does this, Paxton acts out and starts killing uh, basically Nazi scientists. So he kills six of them. He mommy is sending him like messages from her coma and like dreams and visions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, basically having him experience all the pain and the sights that basically they've been doing to her. And it's like, yo, man, that's pretty fucked up. I yeah. think I might go into a bit of a hissy fit because yeah. you're doing this to my mom. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, so he's like, he's like just like studying in like geography class one day. Then he has this like horrific vision of the most valuable thing to him being taken away while he's in excruciating pain, and then it's back to geometry class. Oh, and he's just like, oh, yeah. well, that's not good. You have ten minutes of your test left, Pax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> he takes <laughs> stabs Paxton's... his teacher in the neck. Yeah, that's it. Pax, your grades have really been slipping. Just like telepathically throws her out a window. <laughs> <laughs> it goes all John Wick and like with the one pencil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crushes her into a perfect equilateral triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Bends her into like the three planes, like the X, Y, Z. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they eventually do. Oh, they eventually. 
<laughs> they eventually do overpower the 10-year-old and decide to kill his mom by removing her life support and sealing up the facility where she was housed. So, yes. well, we so can't control Project Origin was done, and Alma was killed off of life support. Uh, one thing I'm going to add to Project Origin is uh, the reason it was made was it didn't really initially start with Alma, per se. It was actually supposed to be... Uh, this was around the time where, like, the U.S. military was, like, fighting, like, Vietnam, and they realized, man, our communications in command are way too slow for these human reactions. So let's see if we could get someone that could actually get these soldiers to, like, you know, act on demand and, like, be, like, pure attack mode 24-7, because humans are too, you know, weak to, like, do anything, and they have conscience and all that nonsense. Radio is where, like, this, yeah, I think that's where the slow-mo thing might have come from, uh, Point man's, uh, you know, maybe more dominant gene. Okay. Because that was the uh, the case they were trying to also do was reaction time. Oh, they're trying to do both. Okay. Radio is yeah, too so slow to tell my soldiers to, to both, kill all these Vietnamese never... kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like you were saying, Martin, that is the end of Project Origin. They pull Alma off life support. We couldn't convince your mother to stop, so we buried her in concrete. That's it. Like uh, they're like, uh, she's like the most powerful psionic we've ever met. We have no idea what she's capable of. Let's just pull her life support, not kill her. Pull her life support. Uh, you think we should burn the body or anything? Mm, nah, just put a lock on the door. Yeah, I'm like ah, it'll be. There good. wasn't even a funeral. They just left her. They're like, oh, I'm not. Oh shit! You cut out there. You cut out there for a second. Not what? Ripperoni. I was just saying. Um, basically, it was um, they didn't want to fucking deal with this shit. So there's like, we're not even gonna do like a funeral or whatever. Just leave her down there, and we'll just go up and never speak of this again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they. They, they've they overpowered Paxton. They've thrown him in timeout. They've sealed up the facility where his mom uh, was left to die. Uh, he says, Paxton says he doesn't remember anything that happened during the synchronicity event when he was uh, having his little temper tantrum. Folding his teachers in half and whatnot. Yeah, whether or not that's true, who knows. The guy turns out to be a pretty fucked up kid himself. Well. Uh, at age 14. And then he's moved on. Yeah, he moves on to Project Perseus. Yeah, at age 14, uh, Paxton was permanently assigned to a project, Project Perseus, where he would telepathically control clone soldiers. So okay. he's like one of the first or one of the first uh, successful... Uh, clone commanders? Clone, the psychic commanders, I okay. think what they call what them. What is a Perseus? That's like the horse with wings? No, it's a Pegasus. Perseus was um, the... He is a half-god... Um and he fucking the half the god of persecution. He's half horse, uh, half wings. Yeah. Yes. Okay, exactly. Got you, got you. Uh, horses being divine. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he's some Greek hero. I can't remember what he did. I think yeah. uh, was he the one that flew too close to the sun? That was Icarus. That was did Icarus. he steal fire? Oh, Icarus, my bad. No, that. Oh, oh ironically, he... Icarus was actually another he's... project in their thing. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> did he have children with his mom? No, that's probably. Oedipus. Uh, but, probably. but also probably. Yeah. Uh, Perseus is the hero from Clash of the Titans. He kills the Kraken. Okay. Oh. And Medusa. Is that a real thing? Oh, Captain uh, Jack he, Sparrow. He's in the movie. <laughs> is that a real thing? It is in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, in Greek mythology, Perseus is the legendary founder of Mycenae. Mycenae? and of the Perseid dynasty, who, alongside Cadmus and Bellerophon, was the greatest Greek hero and slayer of monsters before the day of Heracles. Cool. Slayed the big guys. He beheaded the Gorgon Medusa Yep. for, for Polydectes and saved Andromeda from the sea monster, monster Cetus. Oh, nobody really wanted Andromeda anyways, if you ask me, our friends. Yeah. It's a yeah. stupid galaxy. Oh, it was him who did this. Yeah. Just like, don't worry, guys, I'll take over development of Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> anyways, where were we? So that Paxton is 16, he's going to... Project Perseus. Project, Project Perseus. Perseus. He's controlling clone soldiers, and this would become the start of the Replica Forces, clone armies controlled by a single psychic commander. Ooh. So yep. they made a thousand. <laughs> yeah, a thousand. Clones. Half of which were killed. More than half of which were killed in the first game. Ironically, you oh, do yeah. kill a lot of dudes. Yeah, mm, at least. But they're not them. real people. They're clones. You don't have to feel bad about it. You kill a lot of even though they do have independence. Uh, but it had been scrubbed away by evil doctors. No, it was. It, it wasn't even because, like, in the first game, they like do talk to each other and like can they can apparently plan independently. So it's not like he's not like um, Fettel's not like a puppeteer. 
He's not like an ant queen. A, a marionette master. He's more like a, an ant queen where he would like just give general orders. Okay. And they would go fill those orders. Okay. Like regular commanders. Yeah. Uh, if we had a thousand clones by 2025, lawmakers would not know what to fucking do. No. <laughs> that is too quick. No. Yeah. That is you clones have rights. Quick. Is oh that murder? God. We don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think yes, right? I think yes too, but I think a lot of people would argue for no. Let's just default to yes though, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. let's make let's make passing the law you have to overcome that yeah. shadow of a doubt, right? No, <laughs> not the other way around. Murder until proven not murder. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty exactly. until proven clone. Yeah. <laughs> um This is um, some real Blade Runner shit going on there. Yeah, like straight up. Blade Runner did a good good job of of presenting that, but in the context of androids, which are like robot clones. Mm. So, in the year 2025, when the games take place, the Fuhrer of the ATC, who I mentioned earlier, Genevieve Aristide, Aristide, decides to reopen the origin facility where Alma's body was held. That sounds like a bad idea. This enrages Harlan, who argues that even though Alma is dead, some remnants of her power might remain. Yeah, so she's like, let's let's go reopen the haunted house. Let's just let's just go see what's in there. Yeah. I haven't done any evil corporation stuff this year. Yeah, it's that's just it. like a psionic stink cloud waiting for them. Yeah, like, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's so scary. It, it, it's a free Tuesday. That's it. <laughs> I got uh, I, I gave some change to a homeless guy on the way here. I could balance out my karma by un- unlocking the psychic corpse of possibly the most evil person who ever lived. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certainly the most terrible person. Yeah, uh, potentially. Uh, it's it's like they went to a tailgate and they had a cooler full of like hot dogs and stuff and then they they got home and they just left the cooler full of hot dogs and stuff and then 30 years later they're like let's use that cooler again just open her up hot dogs yeah, yeah they're just like they're right in the house they're just like just open that bad boy up it's like yeah. <laughs> everybody goes yeah they just yeah. really wanted a free hot dog party and like an excuse for it yeah exactly <laughs> um and all the hot dogs were in the origin facility forgot my apparently. charger in the room with almost body in it yeah <laughs> want to just buy another one uh, and pay for shipping? Come on. Yeah. Uh, Wait two days. For I don't have today? Amazon Prime. In 2025. Yeah. Which is delivered by a clone delivery man. Exactly. Yeah. All clones. No yeah. Amazon Prime in Poland. Fun fact. Oh yeah. Yeah. Take, oh, really? take that polls. Yeah. <laughs> so they decide to reopen the facility. It enrages Harlan. When the the facility is reopened, Alma links with Fettel. Right. Some capacity. Okay. Turns out she's not dead. Or, I don't know, define death for such she's, a powerful... It's a... a telepath? The game's explanation is she's uh, dead, but her psychic presence still remains. So basically, whoo, ghosts. That's it, yeah. yeah. Okay. She walks around as like a corpse, a naked corpse for a while. She, she shows up as a little girl at times, and she shows up as a skeleton sometimes. Which is the spookiest. The skeleton's definitely spookiest. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. That's what you get for naming like a mercenary group Fear, though. You're not going to have a fun joy. No, <laughs> no yeah. <laughs> they should have named it Calm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, confidence. That's a long-ass acronym. Uh, go ahead, Peter. Uh, no, I'm not taking that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, and? Way to yes, and yeah. you there, Peter. Come on. Confidence and lieutenants. Military. Corporate operations. I don't know. Fighting in, in... dark. Uh, yeah. Well, there eerie, are a lot of dark rooms there. Dark, so. eerie. dark eerie neighborhoods. Cause evil. Oh, that's good. There you go. What was, what confidence. Was, what yeah. you I thought you were trying to do confidence. Call. Oh, confidence. Yeah. Oh, damn. No. I took it. No. I did it. I haven't okay. seen something that dignified since every villain is lemons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, yes. Evil! So she, uh, Alma, uh, links with Fettel in a second, second synchronicity event. Uh, Fettel almost immediately has a psychic break, a psychotic break and goes rogue, turning his dreams of killing people, killing and cannibalizing people into a reality. I did forget to mention that he was having dreams of killing and cannibalizing people. And then did that. Yeah. Don't yeah. let your dreams be dreams. And then say his, exactly that. Thank yeah. you. And that's, his mom shows up and is like, yep. you know, you're not the young boy that I remember. You You've should've... been in a coma and also dead for a while. You mom. should have gone. You shouldn't have listened to your dad. You should have gone to art school. You know. Yeah. You're you're dying in this corporate world, and he's like, you know what, mom, you're right. I'm gonna eat my boss. Yeah. Welcome to the Vore Boys podcast. Vore <laughs> uh... Boys, bring it back. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> roll credits. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the uh, this is the 
this is like the, the the very very last lead up into the first game. Uh, the fear unit is sent to de- sent in to deal with Fettel and Alma, uh, which is where the first game starts. You like you land by like helicopter, I think, if I remember correctly, and they're like, go go investigate what's going on. There's some real fucked up shit over there. Uh, Everybody dies except you in a garage, from what I recall, and then Alma appears the first time as a little girl. Uh, One of my favorite things was just kicking around their skeletons and their physics. The ragdoll physics <laughs> in that game were fantastic. I did the slide tackle. My God, yeah, yeah. it's like flew to the other side uh, of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. There was also like a, a gun which shot like rail railway spikes, basically. Oh, the nail gun is great. And yeah. you would just like pin people to walls and they'd just like flop around because of all the ragdoll. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so, so this is what Mel Gibson wanted for Passion of the Christ too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ragdoll physics. That's really what Passion of the Christ 1 was missing, was more ragdoll. Uh, <laughs> well, that and the needle gun, so... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I guess. like, stapling everyone there. Yeah. Um, yeah, one other thing I'm going to mention with Fettel is, uh, in addition to, like, the second, the, the second connection that he had with Alma, uh, you notice he actually has the ability to, like, you know, teleport into Ash, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he has that ability. And the reason he goes on, at this point, eating human flesh is because... Um, he was actually like enhanced with the power to uh, get memories of people who he eats and understand what's happening. That's it oh, was cool. kind of based off more so off the prequel comic that okay. you know DC made like before like uh, the launch of the first game. It came with the manual and everything, but oh yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool. kind of why he eats people. Like so, everyone's like saying, "Oh, he was actually Hannibal Lecter the whole time," but it's actually like. He's just using that as a mechanism to, uh, okay, basically. Uh, He's like the elves kind of in the Divinity series. Yeah. yeah. Or anytime we eat broccoli, you remember sun and water. Yeah, that's true. Like <laughs> 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 oh, take a bite of broccoli. Oh man, photosynthesis, man. Oh, what a trip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so the point man leads the unit, the fear unit, into the facility in the city of Fairpoint. He takes point. Fairport. He takes point into the city of Fairport, uh, where he is beset by visions and hallucinations as a result of Alma's presence. Mm. Uh, Remember, his mind was wiped, so he didn't remember growing up in a facility or anything. He's just like, one one day I woke up, I was a soldier, and I decided never to be anything else. (laughs) Uh, So the unit fights through a small army of replica soldiers being controlled by Fettel. Uh, Alma is still immensely powerful. No surprise there. Despite not having a, a corporeal body, I suppose. Uh, she can influence the minds of others, including driving normal people to madness, and she can pull people into an alternate version of reality known quaintly as the Almaverse. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Is that that weird, like, spooky blood verse that you go into? Yeah, so, like, when you yeah. get when you get teleported into, like, because in the original game, Fear... I thought it was just her podcast. But... The Almaverse, yeah. <laughs> uh, better than this one, honestly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot more blood, a lot more dying, a lot more horrific visions, but still better than the lower boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, She's a real A minus to our B plus. <laughs> uh, B plus is generous, but um, yeah. Okay, so it's podcast. in the in the first game, there was a a lot of uh, just random visions and pop ups, like not necessarily uh, jump scares, but like you would have these random sequences where you would like open a door and suddenly you would be like not in the same place. Like you said, you'd be like in a hallway. That was, like, at the beginning of the game, it was, like, waist deep in blood. And every time you, like, revisit that hallway, the blood was, like, rising. Yeah. At the end, you were, like, neck deep in blood. Then you get off the elevator in the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a... Pours out onto Jack Nicholson. Yeah, there's a guy in, in like, a pig costume giving another guy a blowjob. A dog costume. Dog costume, yeah. yeah. Yeah, They got away with actually pouring blood out of the elevators by calling it, like, dirty water or something like that. So the screen, like, the people who... Moderated or whatever, or like, oh, okay, yeah, that passes. Yeah, the yeah. Script, but then it looked like blood. <laughs> You're not supposed to have blood. That's out. a lot of Chef Boyardee soup. In there. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. Boy, this Chef Boyardee sure does taste like iron. <laughs> <laughs> Old cans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, in the second and third game, this is this is most of what I, I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to talk about the lead-up pretty much to the first game. I won't go over the actual uh, story of the games. You fight Alma in the third one. There's two endings. There's a good ending and a bad ending. We uh, might want to go into at least um, a chunk of the ending for Fear 2 because the failure to elude Alma's rape is a very important plot point that actually occurs in that game. Martin, if you want to take that one. 
Yeah, well, uh, long story short, um, Alma is, like, looking to, like, bear a second child, or, like, a third child at that point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, the whole event's about, like, you know, Alma having that, you know, psychic connection to, uh, Michael Beckett. He was one of the other guys that was kind of, like, being trained, who was, like, you know, the chemical nonsense getting him to be, you know, one of those, uh, man-made psychics. Yeah. He ended up just having, like, the reflex abilities, much like Point Man. So she was, like, kind of like, well, I can't really bang my son. That would be so, weird. That would be weird at this point, yeah. So I can't like, really I'm bang just myself. Get this other guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so you know, it's just like kind of there's this whole lead up, and Beckett's team is like all killed. There's a whole like tussle between like replica forces still being controlled outside of Fettel's realm. So, because Fettel's like dead at that point, he was shot in the first game in the head, but uh, there was like no sign of him being a ghost or anything afterwards whatsoever so people were assuming alma was like you know taking over the replica forces at that point in the game but um after you get through all of that and you get to where alma is uh yeah there was you know the uh there there was uh there was the uh that timing the failure evading alma's rape and <laughs> she bears a third child yeah she steals your genetic seed um, she yeah, got right you. There. Got him. Yeah, I remember that uh, playing that game. You uh, you go into the Almaverse, right? Because you do go into some sort of. And do they not at the end of this first game blow up the town with a nuke? Uh, uh, they it, blew up the facility. They blew up the facility. Yeah, right. They nuked you. Where the vault was held at. That it was like you know basically exploding. So it was like a portion of like that part of the city at yeah. least. Because I remember you know. in Fear 2, you do walk around a lot of destroyed neighborhoods, and there's like yeah. left leftover robots walking around and shit, and I know you have Girl Soldier with you, who gets teleported to the Almaverse as well at the end, and then I think she dies before Alma impregnates herself on you. Yeah, and there was the other guy that was like, you know, he was also kind of like influenced by Alma, and you know, he was attacking you. He was like one teammates yeah right the story yeah. got really weird at that point they didn't explain anything so really. so like it was just kind of like so like it, I, like the original mission was um yeah you got yeah the atc thing is like kind of like gone through some shit and there's explosions we need you to evacuate the president uh jenna aristide and then you're just like kind of roped into all this other mess so yeah uh like i'd said alma's influence could like would just drive people crazy uh yes. just because she's like so much so much strong she has stronger brain muscle than than everyone else yeah so i in, have very weak brain muscle in the in the second and third games uh her psychic influence had seeped into the minds of the citizens of fairport so like just people people generally in like the city at large were just going crazy like at a, an unusually high rate they got spooky contamination kind of also basically raccoon city yeah yeah okay, pretty yeah. much um it's like chernobyl but scary yeah, exactly. But if, ever, if everyone turned into a that was just a breeze. Yeah, no, that wasn't scary. That was calm. That yeah. was, uh, so, uh, and by the third game, the Almaverse itself has like manifested so powerfully that monsters start appearing in the city that symbolize like her fears and the pains that she's been through. A lot of spiders. Yeah, yeah. And that's her it. dad and Harlan played a huge influence in the antagonist. And a very fun fact. Uh, his creeper form, his face at least, it was based off of Goatsy. Oh, was it? Oh, <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like, so that, that's an interesting that's piece of trivia right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's Goatsy? Uh, look, Google it. Don't look uh, it up. Just Google it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so Harlan did die at the end of the, the first fear game, but like the creeper form that Martin had just mentioned was Alma's memory of her abusive father becoming manifest in the world through through the um, the Almaverse. You really don't want to Google this, Jamie. Is he Googling Goatsy right now? That's a perfect. I just, I just keep getting, like, a beard that just goes around the mouth. A Goatsy? A Goatsy? Uh, G-O-A-T-S-E. Everyone at home, do not Google don't it. Don't do it. Don't. I'm not fucking around right now. Yeah. Don't oh, Google it. Oh, it's butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's bad butt stuff. It's bad butt stuff. Um, but that is a fun fact that that's what his creeper face was based on. Uh yeah, so that's that's pretty much the run up to fear. What happens in Fear Three? Because uh, how does uh, Pax just I just the last thing I wanted to hit on that in the game. How does Paxton Fettel come back? Well, that's where I talked about that DLC. It's really weird, but during the influence of uh, Alma and the Replica Soldiers, 
basically after the the whole uh, Michael Beckett boink moment. Right. Um. One of the one boink of the uh, rest of the soldiers for happened to. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to he Michael happened, Beckett? Uh, like, oh. Should uh, I go or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so basically one of the, uh, replica soldiers managed to have, like, an independent mindset, and Paxton, in his ghost form, was like, wait, you, I could sense you being, you know, strong enough to handle me. Come over to this one, you know, weird spot in a specifically designated location in this, you know, Alma-infested world, Alma-verse-infested world, and I will, you know, I, I will, you know, possess you. And the replica soldier's like, lol, okay. So he goes there, <laughs> and by the end, it's like, yeah. So it's like you know, there's like that. There's that whole adventure turf, and then he meets Fettel, and he's like, yeah, I'm uh, gonna use your body now, and he's like, okay. So he be so basically, Paxton Fettel uh, possesses uh, Foxtrot Eight One Three, the replica soldier that went all the way down there. But okay. in the third game, he's a ghost again. So mm-hmm. either he, uh, either he got shot and had to be a fucking ghost again, or he was just fucking hungry and had to eat himself. Yeah. Right. It was one of those. Uh, <laughs> auto auto cannibalization, I believe it's called. Yeah, um, basically, it's like if you think about it, he's been a cannibal this long. He's like, you know what? I do miss the taste of human flesh. <laughs> you know, clone flesh is kind of like you know the uh, the KFC Popeyes, but yeah. <laughs> it'll yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Tesla going in weird directions, auto cannibalization. Yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a Tesla Kila for first Tesla Kila, now this eating uh, cars. Yeah, so. Um, that's our show. Are you satisfied now, Peter? Yeah, I wanted to know. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, the games are pretty good, like most games. Like, like I did. I don't think I spoiled much out of the games. Maybe the ending of the first one, but the the two and three uh, are still. Uh, read on, readers, to find out. Yeah. Um, learn how you too can be taken advantage of by a psychic ghost. Yeah. So, uh, thanks so much for coming on, Martin. Pleasure's all mine. Anything uh, you want to plug? Yeah, do you have anything that you want to you wanna plug? What's going on in your life? What's going on, man? What you got What you got in the back burner? Oh, aside from the bodies. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, too, am a cannibal. No, That's why but, I enjoy um, these games so Yeah, much. I write for a site, ScreenGeek.net. Do a lot of, you know, ex- exclusive, like, interviews and uh, anything regarding, like, entertainment news. Go to conventions for this sort of stuff. It's very fun. I enjoy doing a lot of it. Uh, hoping it gets uh, bigger over time. I'm also a... Uh, you know, I've done like some voice work stuff here and there, and uh, started working a little bit more on behind the scenes stuff. I uh, I got a source filmmaker series I'm producing, and also a voice game called Spinning Egg Zone. Oh, oh cool! That's pretty good. Yeah, we're four episodes in, but they take so long to make, and uh, we're still stuck on making five. Okay. It's a uh, yeah, it's more of like uh, it's a more like uh, very uh, grim kind of look at like video game characters, specific like. Sonic and how they're just video game characters and their actors are like nothing compared to their counterparts. It leads okay. to some interesting discussions. Cool. And, yeah, we'll have um, to get all these links so yeah. we can post them with their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually working on a uh, stop motion animated fan film of mine. It's uh, right now the code name is uh, Gridlock, but uh, it's basically a Punisher versus Judge Dredd. Oh, that sounds cool. We, it, yeah, we got a trailer out, and people, a lot of people have been assuming with this being like, uh, oh, it's stop motion, clearly it's going to be one of those shit Lego things. So they look at it, it's like, Martin, why does this look better than Robot Chicken? Like, I helped with like a bunch of like the audio mixing and like some of the marketing, as well as like the casting of voices. My friend uh, Chris, uh, CC Scorsese, he does all the uh, phenomenal animation and direction work. He, he's the one that should be given props for that, so. All right, well, shout, shout out, out to, to you, CC Scorsese. How do you get Judge Dredd and the Punisher to stand still at the same time to take all the pictures? <laughs> <laughs> Those boys do like to go, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Ethan. If you like the show, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, or just, you know, tell your friends about it, uh, download it, send us kisses in the mail, all that good stuff. You can find me at Ethan the Dead Man. You can find the blog at theloreboys.com. Uh, my name is Peter O'Donohue. Thanks again, everybody, like uh, Ethan said, for listening. Um, hello to all our new Australian listeners. I check the numbers all the time. And hey, it's a big, big surge down in Australia. So um, 
older episodes. I know you guys are in a different time zone, so I know it's still <laughs> May 2015 <Yeah. laughs> when we started or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so once you catch up, uh, here's your thanks. Yeah. Uh, I do all the cartoon work uh, for the Lore Boys at, of course, loreboys.com. Uh, it's on our DeviantArt, which is Omanahue, uh, and uh, for our YouTube channel as well, which is the Lore Boys. Go subscribe if YouTube is your particular podcast Just poison. Correction there, it's theloreboys.com, not loreboys.com. You do that every episode, I think. You do I, that. Yep, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Australian listeners, if you're having a hard time understanding us, try turning your phone upside down. <laughs> uh, you can find me on PSN at J-A-Y-M-I-L-L-K-64 and TLB underscore J-Mill on Instagram, and that's it. And anybody who wants to support the show financially, we do have the Lore Boys Premium subscription. Uh, and this week, uh, I have taken my bone juice, put it in a cup, and uh, Peter and Jamie have both <laughs> added their fluids to it. Yep. <clears throat> and are you uh, planning to make any children with it? Uh, well, we're offering it up to uh, anybody who subscribes. Will get enough to make at least three uh, strong, virile children. Uh, with the concoction. Yeah. The you second sub- tier as well is you'll get some of our meat and some of our memories. Yeah, yep. exactly. Just subscribe via your thoughts. If you're psionic enough, you will be subscribed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're thinking about it right now, you're subscribed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be expecting the check in the lore mail. Lore Boys is like the game. Yeah. Uh, so thanks again, everyone. And that constitutes a Lore Boys, lore boys out. out. Fear out. Get to <laughs> Woo! Woo! You can't just say the name every time. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.